Welcome to the Real Life Hoops Podcast, Episode Zero. I'm Danny Cooper here with my guy Sam Ostry. How are we doing today, Sam? I'm doing great. I'm doing great, Danny. It's been a long time coming. We tried. We finally recording the pilot, Episode Zero. Just a little mini episode before we get into guests, segments, all that stuff on Episode One. Uh, ready to go? Yes, sir. So a little background. I've known Sam since probably 2012. We played. Us Jews play a thing called Maccabi basketball, where it's just dominating Maccabi basketball. What'd you say? We dominated. Yeah, Maccabi we basketball. we dominated. We did lose in the championship, but that's where I met Sam back in the day in, in middle school. Um, stayed in touch over the years, and I was looking to start a podcast, and Sam hit me up and said, "Let's collab." So here we are today with the Real Life Hoop, Hoops podcast. It was also, it was also so we we known each other for years through Maccabi. Yeah, and then we kind of like stayed connected. And last year in Vegas, we were right. on the summer league in Vegas together. That was that's stories for another day. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> stories for another day. But we were out in Vegas, and you were talking about how you want to start a podcast. I want to do something with basketball podcasts. Yeah, um, and so a year later, here we are. Yeah, for sure. So you want to just? I guess I'll I'll tell the audience a little about myself if they don't know me. Um, Danny Cooper. I am a basketball trainer. I started a business called Danny Cooper Basketball, probably when I was sixteen, so like six years ago. But really, officially got it running two years ago with my logo and everything. Um, also a college basketball player at Moravian University and uh, yeah do a lot of content a lot of social media excited to get this started and Sam why don't you tell us kind of what you're doing so I'm going to be a senior at the University of Maryland and I'm more in the media space so that's why it's a good collaboration because Danny has that training experience that good playing that he has playing experience obviously he's a collegiate basketball player and I'm, I work more in the media side of basketball and sports media and cover Maryland basketball Maryland, Maryland athletics and all that stuff and, and do like from the media side so that's why it's good collaboration our guests are going to be some players some media people some trainers so we've offered different perspectives on basketball and so it's really just going to be whatever's going on in the basketball world and the hoop world that's what we're going to talk about and then also other topics too yeah so i think i kind of want to talk a little bit about the name real life hoops um so obviously we both love hoops uh but i got the name real life kind of because i'm big on mental health big on real life stuff so we don't just want to talk about basketball we want <laughs> <laughs> also, hold that shit closer. Hold well, that shit closer. This is fun. No, I mean, hold it closer to your mouth. But uh, no, I mean, I'm, I'm big on real life stuff. Obviously, we're going to talk hoops. We're going to talk the NBA finals. We're going to talk college ball, you know, skills of the game. But I didn't mean to laugh when you said you're good. You're good. No, you're good. But no, no. But I really I really want to talk about like real life issues, yeah. real life stuff that, that, you know, everyday people are going through and stuff like that exactly. that I'm passionate about. So and it's going to be and like business too. You're like yeah. huge in the NFT space. Which is yeah, yeah. right now. I probably don't want to talk about that right now. Yeah, yeah. But we're, we're, we're long term diamond handing that. But. Eventually, we'll talk about business, yeah. the NFT stuff, um, whatever's going on in that world. And that, yeah. And, whatever, honestly, the business world, anything that's even related to hoops slightly yeah. or what's going on in our lives yeah. we want to talk about, what's going on in the world, we'll talk about it. Yeah. So. All right, so now let's, I mean, let's get into some finals talk. Yeah. So the NBA finals, obviously, were last night, an electric game five, uh, probably the best game of the finals, in my opinion. Yeah. But what were your takeaways? Real quick. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, I usually, I'm the, as a trainer, usually like to watch the game back because it's so fast, but like, just from my, my initial takeaways, like, with Steph going, what was he, 0 for 7 from 3? 0 for 9, 0 for 9. 0 for 9 from First 3? game in 133 playoff games, yeah. he hasn't hit a 3. I think it was 233 total games. That was something like that. Yeah. Something crazy, but but with Steph going to 0 for 9 and, and you still, you know, rallying together and winning that game, it just shows how great of a team they really are. Like, Wiggins, you know, draft day A Wiggins, but no, w- <laughs> Wiggins, Wiggins has well, just been, been unbelievable. Yeah, he has been, and... 
The crazy thing about it is, obviously, Wiggins was fen phenomenal last night. He's been phenomenal all series and all playoffs. But like people forget, he was an All Star this year. Like this has been a thing. All Star all starter. All Star starter. Yeah. Yeah. Which which is who votes on that? The fans, the players, and the media. The media yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, when the fans have fifty percent of the vote, sometimes it's a little skewed. But shit. What was that? See, this is what happens on your your first attempt on a podcast. Shit falls, so stuff cool. happens, but right, we're good. it's but cool. Anyway, this is gonna be in it right here. Yeah, it's cool. Anyway, what I was saying is, yeah, he was like he's been doing this all season and going yeah. back to last season when they didn't even make the playoffs, but they were in that playing game. Right. Wiggins has been phenomenal, but the real thing about him is like people were calling him a bust in Minnesota because he was the number one overall pick, and now the question is like, like if you're not the number one overall pick, I and mean, if you are the number one overall pick, and you're yeah. not necessarily a franchise player, like. Are you, are you considered a boss still? Like, yeah, well, well, I actually I think I heard them talk about this on ESPN. Maybe it was Stephen A. or Big Perk or whatever. But, but it was the topic about having patience with, like, first overall picks and even even top five guys. Because I feel like nowadays we're so like now, now, now. And if a guy is not like a perennial all star in his first year, we call him a bust, and we're so quick to that. So I think Wiggins is a great example of giving someone time to develop. Even a guy like Brandon Ingram, I think, took a couple yeah, more years to really develop. And so. And good, it's interesting you brought up Brandon Ingram because yeah. what I was going to say is like, it's all about the organizational structure too. Right. Like some places you're just not going to be a fit. Like Minnesota is not some stable organization. They had four coaches in Wiggins six. Well, Wiggins is also not a number one option. So that's, yeah, but that's, that's true right. too. But like people were questioning his work ethic, questioning, maybe that was valid. Right. But the, the point is that like, if you go to a situation where you're not, he's not like a superstar player. So if you right. go to a situation where you're not going to, where you can't be the guy immediately, like you need organizational stability and an and the, good development staff and all that stuff and teammates sure. around you. And he didn't have that, so people are obviously are gonna write him off. Now he's in Golden State, a very different situation, obviously one of the best organizations in basketball, and he's flourishing. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's one of the other things I love as a player development guy is like, you look at the top organizations like Golden State, San Antonio, yeah. Boston, and you just see like, the difference between them and most of the other teams is that they're all homegrown. Yeah. Like think about Tatum, Brown, Smart, all homegrown, Curry, Draymond, Clay, all that's homegrown. The Spurs, all foreign guys, all homegrown. So I think player development is honestly one of the least talked about things and maybe the most important. And that's great for this finals too, because that's so rare. Like all these these last few finals, even when the Warriors were in it for years with Kevin Durant, like that those were teams that were essentially super teams right. and happened through free agency. Like you're right. Though that core of the Warriors, Draymond, Steph, and Clay, all drafted. Like even going back to Wiggins, like how they got Wiggins is a crazy story. Like I was reading about it the other day. It's tra traded D right? Yeah, but, was, but they traded D. They got D'Lo through the sign and trade through Kevin Durant. So Kevin right, Durant right, didn't even right. necessarily have to. I forget exactly what it was, but he didn't necessarily have to stay or have to facilitate a sign and trade. But when he decided to go to Brooklyn, it made sense. Right. So Warriors get D'Lo. They ship D'Lo out for Wiggins, and they had to trade Andre Iguodala, who was such an important part of those 2015. I want Iguodala. Shout out Max Kellerman. <laughs> I love that. But uh, <laughs> you tweeted that the other day. Yeah, I did. No, but yeah, it, it's it's kind of crazy how that stuff works out. I mean, maybe I'd want to be in the front office one day, but I think it's super important to have that core group of homegrown guys because then you really attract a free agent. Like Golden State had that. KD wanted to go. Like I feel like Miami kind of had that core of Hero, Duncan, Bam, and then Jimmy wanted to go. So I think that's really important. And hopefully. Hopefully the Sixers. I mean, they have they have a little bit of it with Maxi and Embiid. Hopefully they can kind of pick it up. I guess we can, we can. Uh, what's the word? Relay or? Well, no idea what you're trying to say. I'm saying we can relay into Sixers, a little Sixers oh, talk okay. right now. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, but no, that's like that's why I love these finals, and honestly, has been one of the most like competitive, best finals that we've. I feel even the last year was great. Right. It feels like we've had in a while, 
And it is because of that homegrown. Like, you talk about the Celtics. All right. those guys, Tatum, Brown, Smart, are all homegrown. But let's talk about the Celtics for a second. Like, Jason Tatum, I mean, how do you evaluate his performance last night? I know you're a big um, Jason Tatum guy, big Drew Hanlon guy. Drew Hanlon got some TV time yesterday. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> Shout out, Drew. In that game. But, like, how do you evaluate that performance where it's like he's still a superstar? I don't think one finals, and it hasn't been close to his best series. I don't think one finals as a young player poor finals, I guess I should say, negates that superstar status. But, like, he went 0 for 2 from the free throw line twice yesterday. Like, how does that happen? Yeah, I mean, here's here's the way I kind of view it as a, a player development guy. So I'm notorious for not being a big <laughs> – this is going to be funny, but because I say this to my friends all the time. I'm already laughing. <laughs> I'm notorious for, like, hating fans. What I mean by that is, like, I feel like fans just lack so much context, right? Okay. So, like, say you're so at – So you probably hate the media, too. Not necessarily, and hate's a strong word, but I feel like I, know, I, know I feel like judging a player without having context, and I know that's what it is. You're critiquing athletes and and their game, but there's just so much more to it. Like he could be injured, he could be all that stuff. Well, so that's that's why it's hard for me to evaluate it the way that media and fans. To do. your point about that, he played 44 out of 48 minutes last. For night. sure, he didn't sit the entire third quarter, and like he didn't yeah. sit till the in the entire second half till the very end of the game. I just think I just think one thing that I have from being college basketball player is like. And, and this is the media and fans' job to do, but I don't like to do it as a kind of being on the inside. You never know what's actually going on on the inside. So, of course, you, you want him to play better. And also, I'd credit Andrew Wiggins' defense. I mean, obviously, you know, Tatum as a superstar has to produce, but I think Wiggins is just doing a, an amazing job locking him up. I mean, everyone has off nights. You see Curry for 9. I mean. But this is the, that might have been Tatum's one of his best games yesterday in the finals. Like, he. This yeah. wasn't. Excuse me. This wasn't an off like night. Like he's struggled in this series, and he, yeah. he still is. A, he's become a much better passer. He's a much better playmaker. Yeah. But he still struggles. He struggled in this series. Right. More than like he he really should. And like I said, one bad finals doesn't mean he's not a superstar and not not a franchise guy. But like he really has. He hasn't been. He hasn't proven where he's like. If you're the number one option, you can win a championship with it. Right, and I think that comes down to he's 24 years old, and and, yeah. and and with experience, he'll get that. But I think him and Brown, if they stay together, could really... No, I agree. And, know, like, the Celtics great. team, the series is far from over. I mean, yeah, I, I, I told my friends who are Sixers fans, I, I don't think we're ever going to win a championship in the next 10 years. Honestly, with, with the Celtics core and, and Giannis, it's going to be tough, so... That, I mean, yeah. yeah. Six Sixers are whole. You want to talk about the Sixers? They're a whole other story. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm again. It, it's hard for me because I don't take the fan or media perspective. I guess this is That's cool. Why I'm actually, here. I'm yeah, yeah, the media cool. perspective. But I mean, I, I'm not. I, I don't love the guys who the Sixers have drafted in, in recent years. I, I think you, you gotta. You look at any of the successful teams. They have a couple, a couple factors. Obviously, talent number one, and the Sixers have a lot of talent, but. I think you have to have the intangibles. You have to have dogs. So you got Draymond Green, you have Marcus Smart, right? Sixers had nobody like that. You have to have guys who live in the gym who want to be there. Sixers maybe only have a couple guys like that. Like you really have to draft players way more than just their talent because not to name names cuz who knows who I'll end up training one day, but we the Sixers yeah, in the name last some names. The Sixers in the last couple years have drafted some guys who frankly, were very nonchalant and, and didn't seem like they loved the game of basketball. And when you look at these teams who are actually winning, they have guys who you don't pay them a dime. Say they, they would probably play for free. Yeah. And Durant said all the time he'd play for free. Like You need guys who love the game just for the game. But I will say their pick that they got out of the ballpark was Tyrese Maxey. And he's a guy yeah. that was a late, he's he's a late first him. rounder. Yeah. And he's a guy that apparently lives in the gym. The second the season ended, Doc was saying he called him that night. Like, when can I get in the next day? He's like, you need to take some time off after the yeah. season. We need five more of those. But Yeah, yeah but but I'm saying, like, the, the Sixers' problems right now are not going to be solved through the draft. 
Like they, it's a hardened thing. It's we need movement. Bo Cruz. Whoever saw Hustle, great movie. Wait, yeah. did you see that? I saw it. Yeah. I didn't like. What, what were your impressions? It was a great movie. I think. Besides that, I mean, it reminded me of Rocky a little bit. Obviously, because we're from Philly, like it. it That's why it was so cool. It was like you noticed all like yeah. those, those parks in Philly. You noticed yeah. like Maniac, like five minutes from me. They were running on the bridge. But it was also cool. It was like every person who was in the basketball world was in the movie. Like yeah. Jay Wright, Drew Hanlon, like. Street ballers, no, it was cool. professor. Cool. CJ Aiken from from PW was in there actually. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a great movie. I also love Adam Sandler. Yeah. So why don't we why don't we get into uh, kind of our, our plans for the for the next couple months? Um, yeah. So you want to start? Yeah, we got so some exciting I mean, stuff coming up. Yeah. So first, we're gonna this is gonna be like a weekly podcast. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna hopefully drop them every single week throughout the summer, and then obviously Bath, there's gonna be the draft coming up, free agency, summer league stuff, and then obviously it's a, it's a dry time for hoops, but then college basketball is gonna come up. Um, so we're just gonna talk about whatever's going on in basketball. We're gonna have guests like we talked about, guests in the media world, guests in um, the training world, college players, maybe some professional players. Yes, sir. Um, so we're just gonna have a bunch of guests. We're gonna do segments. Uh, we don't we don't need to spill the segments right yeah, now. Yeah, we got we got like. I think three really solid segments yeah. that we'll have at the end of every episode. So it'd be really cool to kind of see that recurring theme so happen. The uh, show usually breaking up, like we'll open it, talk about what's going on in our lives, talk about what's going on in basketball world, li- uh, basketball world, and then we'll do our segments and we'll have a guest and we'll wrap it up. And that'll be like the flow of the show that'll drop yeah. once a week. Yeah, so this is just, just episode zero. Um, but why don't, Sam, why don't you tell them kind of what you're getting into this summer? You got some exciting stuff, right? Yeah, I do. So I'm, so July, so we're not going to be recording live in July because I'm going to be in Israel for the Maccabi Yah Games. I'm covering them as a member of media team. So that's three weeks in July. The Maccabi Yah Games are from July uh, July 3rd to the 26th, actually. That's what I'm going to be out okay. there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't make the team, but he, he made the media team. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I tried out, though. I forgot. You did try That open yeah. team is really good. It's actually coached by Doug Gottlieb, who's like a Fox Sports guy. Okay. Um, but he also coaches AU. But yeah, so so I'll be out in Israel covering uh, bat- basketball, but every single sport out there um, for the Team USA delegation. So that'll be three weeks. I'll, I'll, that'll be my journey. I'll be releasing all my content on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. And then we'll come back and we'll we'll record these episodes again. Yeah, this is a good time, I guess, to, to continue on to that. So, what's your like dream or goal, I guess, with this with this kind of path, this media path? Do you have do you have a specific career, or you're just kind of going with the flow? Yeah. So, first off, I want to cover basketball. It's like I love basketball. I, I, I played basketball in high school, which is, I guess, I wasn't much of a player, but we did we did Where'd play you go? times. Lower Marion High School. Shout out Kobe, rest <laughs> yeah, in peace. Shout out Kobe. It was a huge inspiration for me. I had the opportunity to meet a couple times, and. You know, I, I just, I love basketball, so I want to be in the media world covering basketball, but I'm, I've always loved to write, so I, I'm a writer first, but I also um, want to be in TV roles, podcasting roles, radio roles, just really covering the NBA, covering college basketball, covering sports in general, working on the media roles, being one of the guys you see on ESPN, one of the guys you read on ESPN. So, I mean, that's the pinnacle, of course, where you want to go, but there's a lot of steps uh, that have to be achieved before then, and right now, I'm doing that as the managing editor of Testudo Times at Maryland. Are we going to see some Ashri bombs in the future? You might. You might. Ash bombs, I guess we call them. Can you imagine? Osh bombs. Like Woj bombs. Well, you're going to be my scoop guy. Every time you're training all these M players, I'm texting you every single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on with this guy? Who got injured? Where is he going to free agency? You're going to be my guy. Yeah, that's dope, though. That's dope. Um, Yeah. So, wait, there actually was something I wanted to bring up with you. Did you see the Anthony Davis thing? I did, I did. So for anyone who didn't see, Anthony Davis the other day was like, I haven't 
picked up a bat or shot a basketball since April 5th. Yeah. So we're over two months right. since he shot a basketball. He got a lot of, are we cursing on this podcast? We can curse. Yeah. Right. He got a lot of shit for that. Unfiltered, <laughs> authentic baby. Exactly. So he got a lot of, he got a lot of shit for that. And it's like a lot of, some people were defending him. Like JJ Reddick was defending him. Like you're not supposed to play basketball for a little bit after the season yeah, ends. I could speak on that a little bit. Yeah. Too, that's like, exactly why I'm asking you about it. Yeah. But at the same time, like two, we're over two months. Like two months yeah. since he's been to basketball, and yes, Not like yet. he shot eighteen percent from three last year. So I didn't it's know different. That. Like as a college player, you, who also trains other college players, but also is around MA players, you've been around those guys. Yeah. What's like the appropriate appropriate amount of time you're supposed to take off after the season? Yeah, I mean, first I'll say well, this this is going to be a fascinating podcast because because as a player and a trainer, yeah, that's weird. no, I love it. I love it. So. First, it's hard for me to ever like criticize guys, right? Because again, I don't know what's what's going what's been going so on. I'm with just gonna AD, look right? like a villain because I'm gonna be no, no, but, but criticizing but that's, everyone. You're gonna come to the defense, but that's what I like. So <laughs> no, I'm not coming to his defense. So basically, everyone's different, right? Like everyone needs to get their mental break away from the game. So like for me, I used to be that seven days a week, two to three times a day, like Mamba mentality, yeah. and it was great for me. But number one, it led to a lot of overthinking. So a lot of those kind of workhorse guys. It actually can be detrimental in in some regard because you can you can overthink stuff and just get in your head too much, and then also it can lead to injuries. So I broke my foot a year and a half ago because I just was going crazy and trying to get ready for my first college basketball season. Overdid it. So now I kind of have a little different approach. Um, after my season this year, I probably took like a month off, okay. just to kind of just clear my head. And that's kind of a lot because like, I mean, I mean, see- don't get me wrong. I was I was probably shooting once or twice a week, but yeah. it wasn't like. A full but month like off. You were lifting still, right? No, nah, not I, like completely off. I, I kind of, I mean, here and there, but after the season, like your body's just dead. You're, you're mentally just like. But also, like NBA season is eighty-two games. Right. Like, you're going till June, right. like or in the finals. It's, it's way more than that. Right. So that's different than like what you play thirty games college we, season. We, we play twenty-five, and I mean that'll be another interesting conversation. Like the eighty-two game season, if they should shorten it, because yeah. after twenty-five games, I mean, I was physically dead. I was mentally just drained. So I can I certainly understand why players want to step away from the game. Two months is a little bit of a, is a little bit of a long time. I don't think I could do that personally as a shooter, but but no, so that's what I'm saying. Like maybe you should take more time off because it's an 82 game schedule. But like, yeah, he's he's like he should work on his body. He needs to be durable. He needs to stay healthy. That was right. the biggest thing with, right. with him. But two months, like yeah. So well, so you agree that like that's that's too much. It's definitely a long time. I, I don't know what he's doing to take care of his body. Or like maybe he's maybe he's rehabbing something. Maybe he's maybe he's doing something else to ensure that he can stay on the court for yeah. sixty plus games. Um, yeah, I mean load management is an interesting topic nowadays for sure. But I mean yeah, I don't like like obviously you need you should take time away from the game. Go yeah. to Cancun, yeah, go vacation, yeah. go wherever you want. But like. Two months is a long time. Like to, to when when you need to like like your team, you're the you're on the Los Angeles Lakers. You're the second best player on that team. Like, well, you need to restore that team. Yeah, let me ask you a question. All right, if you were worth two hundred million, would you be in the gym every day? I'm just saying, not saying I wouldn't be, but I'm saying in eighties eighties perspective, maybe he just doesn't love basketball. Uh, then that's a problem. It might okay. be. Yeah, that's a problem. I'm just saying though, he's been great. He made an amazing living for himself. Okay, and then if you if you hear that as a Lakers fan or even as an NBA fan, you're yeah, like, that's a problem. Like, might, sure, sure. And yeah, and yeah, he's talented be. enough where he was still worth that two hundred million, yeah, or whatever, whatever his contract is. Yeah, but like that's kind of a problem if you if you're like even questioning that because he's not playing that long. No, when I the Lakers need to return to prominence and like 
it's a legitimate question if they could trade him because he's a top ten player in the league when he's healthy. Right. Like, I saw people saying like top seven. I don't. I'm not that high, but right. he's top ten player in the league. Yeah, I mean it's that old adage that they say like stay ready so you don't have to get ready, right? And it's also so what, it, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see what he's been doing with his body. I mean, I I like to believe that he's taking care of his body and rehabbing and making sure that his he's physically going to be ready. Yeah. I mean, as a shooter, it's kind of like riding a bike probably at this point. So I think he'll be fine. But, but it's but it's like JJ Redick was talking about his routine and Steph Curry's routine. It's like right. you guys are all time great shooters. You became great shooters because you put thousands and thousands of hours right. into it right. when you were younger. And so when you as you progress through your NBA career, you didn't need to go in yeah. the gym immediately after season end and put all that work in right. into your shot because you're already a great shooter. Right. Like Michael Jordan would, wouldn't lift, he said he'd never lift weights during the off season. Like yeah. he's Michael Jordan. Like Anthony Davis isn't that guy. Like he, he's that talented, but he's yeah. not that guy where it's That's like fair. you need it's to fair. work on your game like that. It's fair. Yeah. So so we're it's on the a, same page. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's an interesting interesting topic. I mean we'll see we'll see what I guess we'll see in, in October if he's yeah. healthy or not. Yeah. So I mean that's the most important thing if he's healthy. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about? We didn't really touch um, on the finals too much, but we, we will more later. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that pretty much covers the NBA. Wait, actually, I wanted to ask you a question about drop coverage. Okay. Um, so, like, so everyone talks about, like, drop coverage and, like, pick and roll. And, like, obviously, it's, it's a thing with the Warriors right now. And, like, Steph Curry ran 45 pick and rolls in, 45 in, in um, game four when he dropped 43 which was the most of the playoffs, one of the most of the season, I think. Yeah. So he like he runs an insane amount of pick and rolls, so it's all about the coverage that the Celtics are playing right now. That's the big topic of conversation. Like, right. But Mark Jackson, to open the broadcast last night, talked about how Al Horford was in drop coverage on one of those Steph Curry threes when he was three feet in front of the three-point. Like, I think people don't understand, and I'm not saying I understand it completely, but I, yeah. I think people don't understand what drop coverage is. Can you explain that? Yeah, so drop coverage is essentially just when the big drops below the screen instead of being up to touch or like blitzing and trapping them, yeah. right? So the reason that NBA players usually do it is because they don't think that the bigs can stay with the guards. Okay. So say Al Horford does come up, and I'll talk about what I would do to Steph, but say Al Horford does come up really up to touch or up high, the thought process is that Steph might be able to just blow right by him, right? So they drop deep into the lane and they're inviting that elbow 15 to 18 foot jump shot. Yeah. That's why that's why you hear coaches like don't like those shots because they're inviting that. But against Steph, I personally would trap him every single time, make Draymond short roll, and then you're gonna live with a two on one with Draymond down the middle and then Wiggins or Otto Porter in the corner. But so, that's what I would do personally. So that's my that's the question because like Al Horford wasn't necessarily in drop. Like when you think of drop coverage, you're like, all right, you're bringing the big back in the lane towards the basket. Right. Like if you watch, if you watch like Rudy Gobert, Joel, like they Brooke they, Lopez they really they really drop, and they're inviting that midi pull up. Yeah, that, that's what they're doing. But like Al Horford was in front of the, he was two feet in the head of the three point line, but he just didn't he didn't like immediately like right kind of stop Stafford. It certainly wasn't a blitz at all, and so like they're calling it drop coverage, or like at least the broadcast was calling it drop coverage on Steph Curry. It's like no like. Like they kind of played good defense on Steph Curry. Well, well, on Steph Curry, you might have to you might have to be way well, higher out. That's on what the, you're saying, blitz. Yeah. yeah well, well, no, but even even if you drop, you're saying Al was two feet above the three point yeah. line. That could still be drop if Steph is eight feet behind the line. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so I guess it's it's player dependent. If Steph's range is like that, yeah, drop that's drop coverage drop. doesn't matter necessarily where you're on the floor. I know we were using the example of 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 drop them being in the middle yeah. of the lane, but if Steph can shoot two feet in front of half court. You're still in drop coverage even if you're above yeah. the three point. Yeah, so that's so that's I think what the confusion is. Or, or at least yeah. for me, it was like 
that's not like that's not traditional drop when you see drop right. coverage yeah. during regular season games and it's different so you're saying you would you would blitz Steph completely I mean I think I would you've seen what's the Celtics coach name again Emi Udeka Udoka. Udoka. I don't want to mispronounce it, yeah, but Udoka. you've seen him time and time again get pissed at Robert Williams and yeah. Al because they haven't stepped up. Like personally, I would rather get the ball out of Curry's hands, which they, I mean, they kind of did last game. He, he missed his threes, but yeah, but that's what like I don't. Everyone like they kind of were switching more on Steph. Um, I don't think they were playing. They they blitzed a little bit, but they like when he when they blitz, like he kind of found Wiggins, found Draymond, who had a better game in the middle. Yeah, which creates like a four on three opportunity. Right. But at the same time, like, I don't think the coverage was that different. I think it was just game four. Like he was hitting impossible shots. Like they were, they were. He was way behind the three point line. They were. He had no space. He probably got, got fouled, fouled on a lot of on a couple yeah. of those. Yeah. And like he was just nailing incredible shots. I don't think the coverage was that much different last night. I think it came down to like he went cold a little bit. Yeah. No, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how how they adjust in game six because they did, I guess. "Quote unquote," shut him down in Game yeah. Five, unless unless he just misses shots, which probably I mean, won't happen again, right? We're not gonna see that again. So I mean, you you could take a couple approaches. You can either try to shut down Steph again, or you could and, and let the other guys be, or you could you could let Steph do his thing and then shut down all the other guys. So, be interesting to see kind of the, the Celtics approach to that. Yeah. So, any more any more NBA Finals talk? Anything you want to talk about? Uh, I mean, I think that's it's good for NBA talk. All right. Well, I mean, how long have we gone? I don't even know. Probably like 30 minutes. 25, 30 minutes. Should we wrap it up? Yeah, we could definitely we could definitely wrap it up. All right. Um, should do the outro? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. Uh, so this is episode zero, right? It, obviously. Test run. Test, test run. run. We don't, you know, we're just putting it out there. We just had to get it started. It's one of those things you just got to do and not talk about. Mm-hmm. So it's only going to get better as we go. Um, but we're really trying to build a community of, you know, like-minded people our age even I mean any age really but if you're into basketball if you're into like the training world like the development world the media world if you're into any of that stuff like this this will be the podcast for you and I see kind of our vision is like we want to be that podcast where like you're driving to the beach or you're you got a couple hour drive to school like sure you're turning on real life hoops because you want to hear about you know just our takes and and kind of what what we what's going on what's going on and 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 yeah we'd love any feedback good or bad um from you guys and, and we'll definitely be doing some fun things to engage with the community that we that we are going to build so well, and subscribe to the danny cooper basketball youtube yeah so we're going to be posting yeah a little logistical stuff so we're not going to be making a separate real life hoops youtube page we'll be posting on my danny cooper basketball youtube page we do have a real life hoops instagram that you guys should go follow and probably going to make a TikTok as well where we will post clips um we are gonna be asking you guys if you could put in the comments who you would, well, number one, what you would like us to talk about or, yep. or if you liked what we if talked any about. Any questions, still answer questions. Any questions and also any guests that you would like to see because you know we're open to any suggestions and we're gonna to try to get you know as many good guests in person as we can. So. so hope you enjoyed episode zero and episode one will be even better. <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. We got you know, like an outro. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. See ya.